0: Infused with essential vitamins and superfoods to power your body and mind, VitaCup gourmet coffees and teas are a reimagining of your daily rituals. Each blend is dietitian formulated with ingredients to boost energy, metabolism, mood, and more. And because VitaCup has a taste-first approach, each blend tastes delicious, even better than your normal coffee and tea. I rely on coffee and tea to get me through each day, and that's why VitaCup is so great, because it dietitian dietician-approved. If you want to get some, use the code JAM, J-A-M, at biteacup.com to save 30% on your first order. Or buy it at Target, Walmart, and Sprouts. Watching
1: a movie or TV show is nothing without a bag of your favorite treats. So take your treats to the next level with the new M&M's Hazelnut Spread Chocolate Candies. They're a delicious combo of hazelnut spread and milk chocolate in every bite-sized piece, delivering a side of indulgence that's all its own. They are beloved by Jam Session's own Juliet Littman. So, if you would like to join Juliet Littman, go hazelnutty and try the new M and M's Hazelnut Spread Chocolate Candies today.
0: Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliet Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Lots of news this week. Thank you, Celebrity World. Well, it's Fashion Week here in New York City, so we'll be going over Fashion Week happenings. Jenny Slate, a longtime interest of I mean, pretty much everyone at The Ringer, except for Kyle, we've just learned, uh, is engaged.
1: <laughs> I like Kyle's how you... our producer. Yeah, and we just threw <laughs> under the bus in under 30 seconds. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay.
0: Felicity Huffman made not a justification, but an explanation. We'll go over that. And our new favorite segment, which is the truest to who we are, personal update. And we'll be sharing some news from our various personal times spent alone. But first... Viral photos. The best viral photos are the ones that come from the greater Mediterranean, Adriatic, Aegean area. Listen,
1: this is celebrity yacht season continued. It's not over. September is the best month in Europe, if you ask me.
0: And you know who agrees? Timothy Chalamet and Lily Rose Depp, who are making out on a yacht.
1: Boy, are they. So this celebrity yacht season went viral with this. I just saw these photographs on my various timelines A lot. And I feel like that has a little bit to do with the fact that Timothy Chalamet is extremely internet famous, and I follow several people, which is just a euphemism for Kate Hallowell, who are very interested in him. But I also think they got a lot of attention because of the nature of the kissing. Would you agree?
0: Yes, absolutely. Also, I don't think this relationship had been confirmed. It had been like, there's like a lot of pictures of them. But this is the most blatant, like, they're dating uh, that we've got. So they're both in a movie called The King, which is coming
1: out on Netflix later this fall and debuted at Venice. And there was, like, a red carpet video of them doing the Venice Film Festival photo call. And they're facing the majority of the cameras, but the video is being filmed from behind them. And you can kind of see Timothy Chalamet, like, reaching for... Lily Rose Depp, like behind the back, you know, like it's yeah. so he's like trying to keep it quiet, but also reaching for her because they're together and like completely forgetting that someone is filming him from behind. So I think that's when everyone was like, oh, this is real. This is actually happening.
0: I find it so heartwarming. I wish you could see me right now. I have a really big smile on my face. I just think young love's so cute. <laughs> and Timothy Chalamet seems like he's probably a really sweet and also like sometimes really absent-minded boyfriend. That's my guess about Timothy Chalamet. It's a very boyfriend. cute
1: video because he reaches for her several times and she finally kind of grabs his hand with like a, a pat, like, yeah, 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 I got you. But also there are a million cameras right now and I'm posing and there are more important things going on. It is very endearing. He's clearly pretty psyched about it.
0: Timothy Chalamet is great because he is obviously very comfortable in front of cameras, but also, like, kind of forgets, like, almost, like, too comfortable, you know? Yeah. Like, he, like, forgets they're around and then does things like that video. But these photos that went viral are them. So he's on, like, the sort of the front of the yacht. And they're making out. And his mouth is, like, as open wide as possible. And it looks like he's, like, consuming her face, essentially. Yeah. So there was a lot of negative commentary
1: about the nature of this kissing. Is what I would say. Yes, there was. Some people were basically like,
0: you know, it looks like they're for the first time I've ever like, exactly. Out anyone.
1: And I just want to say, like, I don't know what people expect from a super freeze framed paparazzi shot of two people kissing. Like, this is a frozen awkward moment in time. Don't you all have a thousand really unflattering photos of your phone of the camera, like? freezing at the exact wrong moment and you look insane. Like, what else are they supposed to be doing?
0: Also, as someone who watches The Bachelorette and The Bachelor, making out is, like, not that attractive or, like, fun to view. Like, I I don't know. Like, I I often find it, like, boring. It's not, like, porn, so it's not, like, hot, you know? Right. (laughs) Like, if you even find that attractive. But, like, it's just making out is, like, kind of awkward on camera. Yes. This is not a super staged, like, feature film where
1: everyone is lit just so and they're actually choreographing the tongues, which is a real thing that happens, okay? They're just kind of making out. Also, by the way, they're on a boat. They're on the water. Like, obviously, the bodies bodies are coming at each other in unpredictable ways because the boat is moving in real time. They're just doing the best they can.
0: What you're saying is we got the wrong video. We needed video of them on the boat and just still photos of them on the red carpet. After all, the red carpet is for still photos. I just also,
1: I just don't understand what do people want from a paparazzi shot of people kissing? Like, what are we doing that we're already doing this extremely invasive Analyzing, although frankly, I kind of think they know that photographers are there and are going for it, which is maybe the other interest. Hmm. But I also, I'm just like, what What do you want? Do you, they're making out. That's what it looks like. Have you never made out before? This
0: is my response to the internet. This is what I have to say. I mean, a lot of internet people may not have okay. they whether on the internet. So I don't know. Not to be too mean. Yeah. You know, it's funny photos. And you're right. These were just like, the middle of a moment, and who knows what the, like, next millisecond later looked like. Yeah,
1: I'm just saying, until you look great every single time someone pauses a photograph, like, when taking a picture of you, then, you know, just just let them make out in Capri, whatever. What do you think it's like to date Johnny Depp's daughter? I mean, I, I think, I don't know that, do you mean in terms of Johnny Depp being involved in the dating experience? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a thing. To be quite honest, like he's just not he's just not around. I I would doubt that Timothy Chalamet and Johnny Depp have interacted. That is not my impression of Johnny Depp's parenting style, and mm-hmm. also just where Lily Rose Depp is in her life. I mean, she's like a very hot, like frequently employed model. I think she's just going around and now an actress. So I don't know that. I don't think like Timothy Chalamet is like picking her up at the Depp house, and Johnny Depp is coming down <laughs> and being like, "Have her home by ten, or else like here's where I keep the shotgun." You know? Yeah.
0: Though, actually, you could definitely see Johnny Depp being like, "Here's where I keep my like fifty five inch shotguns." Rifle. Yeah. Yes. Here's my Nazi gun that I just keep in the back, right? As an antique. But
1: I, if I had to put money on it, I would bet that Timothy Chalamet and John, Johnny Depp had never spoken.
0: Interesting. What do you think? I have no idea. Okay. I really don't know. I think if I were a Timothy Chalamet fan, I would find this to be like kind of a bummer because it just like puts him in this different realm. It's just like, oh my God, he's so he's not like funny Timmy, who's like the, the cute guy in Ladybird. He's like dating Johnny Johnny Depp's daughter. And that's just like a different, like this just a different way of life. I don't know. It's weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, he is dating like an internationally famous model. He like listen, he's been like proto Leo for as long as he's existed. And now he's confirming the mold.
0: And that's fine. That's true. He did date Madonna's daughter in high school. Right. So. Let's be real. It's, it's a really good point. I He's just so great. I'm, I'm so excited about Little Women. I'm really, really looking forward to it. You
1: and me both. And every woman in America and none of the men we work with, which is fine. I have a different podcast for yelling at them about stuff. Can we talk about, before we move on, can we talk about Timothy Chalamet and Lily Rose Depp's kind of like off-the-boat looks? Which is very cute because they're matching. Sure. Yeah. They're both wearing bright shorts and, well, hers might be a satin short skirt. I'm not really sure. Anyway. On the carpet? No, no, no. Like, I'm sorry. I'm looking at a Daily Mail. I'm looking at the Daily Mail photo set, which is, you know, every photo. And then apparently, once they get off the boat and are back on land, they're both wearing like white t shirts bright, kind of weird shorts. For a second I thought that Lily Rose Depp was wearing Sophie shorts, which was amazing, but they appear to Incredible. be They appear to be satin, but it's a similar vibe. And they're both wearing tube socks pulled up and kind of dingy white sneakers. And they just are look like they're matching. And it's actually the nineties have just never been back more. They're just so hardcore back. It's, it's very crazy. true. But I think it's very cute that they're both matching. Yeah. You know, I guess that's what young people do.
0: He's so skinny, it makes me like uncomfortable. It's like he's like a young child. He shouldn't shouldn't be in all these pictures.
1: <laughs> a, you know what? He's he's a grown up. He just You're right. They're they're they are consenting adults making out normally on a boat, as you would if you were young and a movie star. And you're on a boat, yeah. which it just seems
0: so great. Yeah. What a great life to go from the Venice International Film Festival to the Toronto International Film Festival, as Timothy Chalamet has done this week. Yes. And great ass- great time. I assume
1: that Lily Rose is just staying. Well, I, was she at Toronto? Or is she's staying for, yeah, that, staying for Fashion Week? Yeah, because I would assume. Probably staying for Fashion Week. Fashion Week goes to Europe soon, and I would imagine that she'll be a part of it. There were a lot of models at the Venice Film Festival who aren't actresses, to the best of my mm-hmm. knowledge, and I was very mm-hmm. confused why, like, Kate Upton was on the red carpet of Marriage Story, which is the Noah Baumbach film about a divorce, and then, like, Kate Upton was there, but I guess it had something to do with Fashion Week. Though, again, like, I don't think Kate Upton is
0: walking in
1: the European fashion shows.
0: Um, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I guess it's possible she is. I really have no idea. Right. Bar
1: Raffaelli was there. Haven't heard from her in a while.
0: Oh my god! Anyway, she was just like yeah. put it in work.
1: Yeah, I just just models there because I guess why
0: not? Should we talk about Fashion Week? Sure, Fashion Week's happening here in New York City, and the celebrities they're here for it, and the models are here for it too. I feel like this is the most like, well, not the most aware I've ever been in it, but definitely the most parties. I was thinking back to the canned Lions of the spring mm-hmm. when we talked about that Leon, and I feel like. It's just been a really long celebrity season starting, like, really May until now. And, I mean, obviously, it keeps going through the Fashion Week in Paris and London and Milan and everything like that. But, yeah, so there's a lot of celebrities out and about. Do you have a personal Fashion Week moment that really stood out to you so far? So
1: I follow Eva Chen on Instagram because I think she's She's great great at Instagram. Yeah, she is. And she obviously, like, goes to all of the fashion shows And she was at, I believe it was the Ralph Lauren event over the weekend. And, you know, she's just Instagramming models walking down the thing a lot, which is nice, but whatever. It's not my favorite Instagram content. But the Ralph Lauren show was more of like a dinner and the models walked around. And at some point, Gigi Hadid was one of the models. And I believe that Eva Chen and Gigi Hadid are friends in that sort of where Instagram power users way. We know each other. Mm. And so there's this moment, Gigi is just, like, doing her model thing and then catches, sees Eva Chen and then just does, like, a very charming wink and then, like, keeps going. And, it, you know, it's what Instagram does best, which is, like, making you feel like you are also there and that the world's most famous model, like, is also happy to see you. I was like, oh, wow, this is so intimate and cool. And then I was just also like, oh, I get why Gigi Hadid is so famous and why she can just, like, make Tyler date her. (laughs) by <laughs> Instagram. I get it.
0: I think she's having a great run right now. First of all, she's beautiful. Like she just lo- she's been looking fantastic. I completely um, agree. I think yeah, she looked great in that Ralph Lauren show and I think it's also um was there a Tommy Hilfiger one as well perhaps that she did? Yeah, yes. the Tommy Hilfiger's Zendaya one. She looked really beautiful. She just attended that. She wasn't in it. But she just like looks great right now. I love her long hair. It like looks amazing. Shout out to her and Tyler. I hope they're really happy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I I would say, like, I feel like there's been more experiential, like, fashion shows kind of making the rounds Mm -hmm. this year than usual. Like, they're also... Monday night is the off night on Broadway, and last night, Moulin Rouge, there was a show there that the cast was, like, in, and, like, Billy Porter was in it, and um, Paris Hilton, and then there was the Zendaya uh, Tommy Hilfiger one at the Apollo Theater in Harlem, there's this dinner one that you're referring to, it's just kind of cool, like, some more high-concept ones, and I'm often like, what is the point of, like, a high-concept pop-up of Not For Instagram? But like it actually makes way more sense to uh, apply it to Fashion Week where it's sort of it's different, like breaking the mold.
1: Yes. And I think that that has been a trend. The designers are really, especially in New York, pulling back on the traditional super expensive show and doing more like site specific or intimate or as you. And I think this is the real thing. Instagram friendly. Shows or like experiences in order to sell their clothes because that is how they sell clothes now. It's on Instagram. It's not on a show. It's so I and, and like me being like, oh my god, Gigi winked at Eva Chen is like the stupidest sentence that I've ever said out loud, and is also worth a a lot to them because that it's it's certainly worth more to them than like staging some fashion show, you know, because a million yeah. people see that, think that, and they're like, oh wow, how cool. Maybe I also want to buy this weird gold like spangly blazer or whatever the hell she was wearing. She looked yeah, great totally.
0: though. She really did. I was going to say, Eva Chen, it was a really big Tyler fan and big Bachelor watcher. And so maybe, I hope they discussed it, you know? I am sure that they did.
1: But I think Eva Chen has not, she's a huge Bachelor watcher, but to my knowledge, has not actually brought it up on her own Instagram, which is how you know that they're actually friends because she's like protecting the embargo. Anyway. Do you think that he had to sign an NDA? Well, I've been wanting to ask you this. Because she, Gigi, followed Tyler in June, I believe.
0: Is that correct? It was it was July because I was I was out. Oh, it was July. Okay, yeah. But that was still before the show was still going on. Yes. So the finale had not happened yet. Right. Exactly. So she follows him. When do they start dating? Does he wait until the show ends? He's a really good guy, so I I guess yes. Okay, and I think also. It takes a little bit of time to get acclimated to like how things work when you become famous from The Bachelor. Right. And I think I think he there's like a a very steep learning curve. I mean, I I just remarked on this in Slack. I talk about Tyler basically every day. I was joking over the weekend that my only two interests right now are Tyler Cameron and La Colombe Coffee. And then yesterday (laughs) and then yesterday, Tyler Instagrammed. La Colombe coffee, like arriving at his home, and the thing that I specifically had—that was like, can I? That's like, that's weird. That's like your
1: phone is listening to you and is like using Tyler to make ads for you. You know what I mean? It's like when you're it, talking about something and then your phone serves you an ad. It's like that happened, but Tyler also got paid for it, which good for Tyler.
0: It's truly weird. I actually made this joke. Like, my friend, Claudia, can attest, I, several times, was like, my only interest in talking points right now are Tyler Cameron and La Colombe Coffee. And then... I had La Colombe, like, several times. Yeah. I had a wedding. One my, my, my best friends, Tara, got married, and, like, it was just a long day, and I'm not in great party shape right now, so I was really worried about my stamina, so I was having a lot of coffee. And someone was like, are you paid by La Colombe? And I was like, no, I'm just obsessed with it. And I tried for the first time the oat milk latte on draft they have, and literally what Tyler was unboxing on his Instagram story was the canned oat milk latte, which I cannot recommend enough. I don't even like oat milk. It was, I mean, I don't dislike it. I don't care. About it, but anyway, Tyler and La Cologne, I don't even know how I ended up here, but the point is,
1: that was by um, the way, like just the the Tyler La observation is the most Juliet thing that I've heard in some time. <laughs> and I hear a lot of Juliet things. I consider myself something of an expert on them, but it was pretty very sweet. peak Juliet.
0: Okay, keep going. Anyway, I don't know how we got here, but Tyler. <laughs> oh, did he have to sign an embargo and an NDA right. to date Gigi? And when did they start dating? Um, I think he probably waited till after the show. He is a really good dude. I don't think he ever wanted to, like, do anything that would make Hannah, like, look bad or, more importantly, feel bad. Mm -hmm. I think he's just really genuine and earnest. He's, like, the nicest guy. I've got nothing but good things to say. Right. And and so I think they started dating probably after the show. And it probably took off quickly. I don't know. When you just, like, have a spark and things move fast. And I feel like for for her, it's probably really hard to find people to date. So if you find someone, you just got to go with it. That's true. I agree. I mean, I, I think we
1: all agree. We all would like to be Gigi Hadid in this situation, in really all situations. But in this one, to, to do what millions of Bachelor watchers and frankly, non-Bachelor watchers wanted to do and just slide into Tyler's DMs and make it happen.
0: She actually did. She's a hero. So I just want to be clear that I also slid into his DMs. Okay? <laughs> well, we're also <laughs> proud of you. Every Thank day. Thank you so much. Next stop for me in terms of the DM landscape mm-hmm. is obviously La Colombe coffee. Like, okay. that's just, it's, it's so good. I don't know. For some reason, it just like hits the spot. I don't know, whatever. All right, moving on. More, more fashion week stuff. <laughs> um, if you listen to the Ringer Dish this week, the Monday episode on this feed, you will have heard me and Amanda, simul- like, uh, coincidentally talk about how much we love in style, which we had not discussed before the show. <laughs> And then they came with even more content for us. They have a whole Sue Bird and Megan Rapino interview this week. That, or this month, excuse me. Um, that was that was pretty touching and moving. And what a run for those two. Uh, similarly to Gigi. I just also want to talk about the styling in this because they did a
1: photo yeah. shoot together. And they're all, they're both doing like very cool kind of
0: oversized suiting, I would say. Yeah, And it, they just look fantastic. I also think Megan Rapinoe pulls off the pink hair unlike pretty much anyone else. She, she It usually looks bad. She looks great.
1: Yeah. But I'm just looking at this and I'm like, where can I buy a blazer that fits me like this? And should I buy pants that are really large? These are like the pants that Megan Markle would wear a lot that I was just like, why don't you have a tailor? But here, the way they're styled, I'm like, you don't need a tailor. Just wear really giant pants. I'm not going to buy any of these things because I'm not a world class athlete like either of these women and can't pull it off. But I really enjoyed it. And I also thought the profile, I agree, was like very endearing.
0: Um, Sue Bird looks particularly great in this collared shirt and a hound, like a large houndstooth mm-hmm. blazer that just like fit together so, so well. Mm-hmm. It's really cool how how they have kind of done like a press tour a, a small press tour separately and together over the last like three months essentially yes and kind of put in and you know she had a whole controversy with the president and they've just well they've handled it in stride it's like kind of not even the first thing i think about when it comes to them i agree also i just once again that sue Bird essay
1: uh for the players should be in really all-time writing i i recommend yeah. it if you haven't read it
0: yeah. I think also a cool thing about all of these photos is they're really intimate and they're like a real like kind of like couples photo shoot in like a really tasteful and high end and sort of like beautiful way. It's really not a photo shoot you usually get with a lesbian couple and it's, it's pretty moving. I agree. I, it's just they are now one
1: of my uh, favorite couples and I really enjoy them and also want to dress like them, which is not something I say about most couples. So <laughs> shout out to them. There's a Fashion Week thing that I want to talk to you about, though. Let's do it. Hit it. I, I just... Can we talk about Misha Nonu a bit more? Sure. So, Absolutely. she had a pop-up event. She she, well, she had a Fashion Week pop-up event, as they all do, as we were just discussing. And I would like to read the list of attendees. Okay. okay. Princess Eugenie. I'm trying nice. to pronounce it. Great pronunciation. Thank you very much. Carly uh, Kloss and Josh Kushner, still there. Cool. Gail King.
0: Great. This is the real uh, Barry Diller yacht. Yeah.
1: Wendy Ding. Okay. And Nikki Hilton. And I just... Do you know anything about Misha Nonu's fashion line? Have you ever encountered
0: it anywhere? No. However, I do follow her on Instagram. So there's that. Okay. Second of all, the Daily Mail has, like, a profile on her today, and they occasionally do reporting. But to give the Daily Mail an exclusive quote or some kind of like exclusive interview speaks in my opinion speaks to, to a desire for mass notoriety that comes at like any expense because that's certainly not like the highest end fashion place yes and I think it's kind of it's not particularly flattering
1: well that's what her business runs on like you and I have literally never heard seen or heard of her clothes And I, you know, we both follow this stuff. We send each Lord knows we send each other a lot of links of things to buy. And she is only existing because of her adjacency to these famous people. And that's what her business is running on.
0: Right. And she was like in Meghan Markle's wedding party to the extent she had one.
1: Yes. Are they still friends? I have no idea. I have to assume. I I mean, I don't know who Meghan Markle's friends are at this point besides Serena Williams. We should also note that Meghan. And,
0: And definitely Victoria Beckham. She fucking wears her clothes all the time.
1: Yeah. Meghan Markle flew commercial. I heard it was Delta to the US Open to see Serena Williams in the finals. And she sat in the box with Serena's whole family and also Anna Wintour. But she did not stay to go to this pop up event. So she only, she does not get to do any more fashion fun things, apparently. She only gets to go to the US Open. I think they're probably still friends, but she just can't be seen to be associating with someone as, quote, frivolous as Misha Nonu at this point. Because this, as you said, this is like the celebrity yacht, power celebrity network of people. And Meghan Markle is currently under fire for being a super elitist person while taking British taxpayer money. So I don't think she gets to be associated with this right now, or it would not be strategically smart.
0: Yeah, she had to, like— Come in and out. The other things we know about her New York trip: she went to yoga, mm-hmm. and then the Daily Mail was like, she flew commercial, and it was one hour late. As if, the, and the implication was that it was like Megan's fault that it was late. I was like, I highly doubt that. Yeah, if she flew commercial. Also, have you ever
1: flown into JFK ever your entire life? It's always no. an hour late.
0: Um, <laughs> I, I know it's always late. It's real. It's really rough.
1: <laughs> it's just also not clear to me what kind of clothes Misha Nonu is selling. Are they? Is it just like white shirts? Is that what it is? I'm scrolling through this. I had there's no fashion. There's just, I guess it's white and black and a lot of su- a suiting elements. It would seem. And then there's a sign that says, "What's a girl's favorite position?" CEO, which okay,
0: whatever. This is mystifying to me. It's a lot of basics like pencil skirts, whatever. I just think I was. I'm wondering if there's like been like a chill between those two because. Like, Megan's really good about wearing her friend's clothes, and at the beginning of her time as the Duchess, she was wearing some Misha Nonu basics, and she has not since. That's why I just asked the question. I don't know. I'm curious. Don't, don't have answers. I don't have answers. And then uh, we should just say Misha Nonu's marrying Mikey Hess, who is, like, a Hess oil guy. Right. So.
1: Okay. Good well,
0: luck to them. Godspeed. We'll keep an eye on this situation. I've been thinking about Carly Closs so much because I love Cornelia Street by Taylor Swift. <laughs> I really loved,
1: um, what's the first song? I Forgot That You Existed, which I still maintain is somewhat about Carly. Klaas. It's so, fantastic. Yeah. How are you feeling right. about that album now, just while we're on um
0: it? Great. I'm feeling great about it. I love Paper Rings. I love Cornelia Street. I love, I think he knows. I forgot that he existed. I, uh, this morning, woke up really early. We'll come, we can come back to this in personal time. Okay. But um, I couldn't sleep, so I watched some Taylor Swift performing in Paris videos from a show she did one or two nights ago and I just thought it was a lot of Taylor and her guitar and she was wearing like a pretty great outfit age appropriate look good and I'm just like she's fucking she's figured it out let's do it Taylor I'm I'm into this album cycle okay how are you feeling about it?
1: I haven't really returned to it except for the first song and then I forgot that you existed and then I noticed that Cruel Summer is being used a lot it was used a lot during the US Open as like intro Mm. and outro music And I have kind of heard it around. But I would not say that I have encountered Taylor a lot more since release week. That's where I am.
0: Well, you're not on YouTube enough, Amanda.
1: That's uh, certainly enough is an interesting uh, word choice there. But it is true that I am not frequently on YouTube.
0: (laughs) Okay. Moving on. We've got an engagement to discuss. (laughs) We do. Jenny Slate engaged, not to Chris Evans, but to a young man named Ben Shattuck. Yeah. I mean, last night when this news broke,
1: I just, you know, yelled across the house to my husband. This was important news to me, but I was just like, Jenny Slate is engaged and it's not to Chris Evans. And I was disappointed. I really was rooting for those two. Even though I also know I said frequently on this podcast that I thought that they should enjoy the time and the activities that they shared together and then move on with their lives, I didn't think it was a forever thing. But, you know, I don't, this seems quick, Jenny Slate. I was wondering how this followed your timeline. It doesn't, rules. It doesn't really seem to follow it entirely. I don't know when this person came into her life because she hasn't been hugely. This was the first time I heard of him, which. You know, maybe just means she's been keeping it private. I confess I also have not been, like, on Jenny Slate's Instagram every day.
0: I was aware of this because someone I know went to college with him and thought he was, like, cute in college. So when they started dating and, like, they appeared on each other's Instagrams, my friend and I discussed it. And then she kind of brought it to my attention last night. I just feel like Jenny Slate's marrying, like, a fairly normal artsy guy, which is cool. I mean, we did discuss on this show... When they ha- when they posted the photo in the d- antique shop, like, near Martha's Vineyard off-season. He's just, like, real Instagram husband material. Right. Um, I think on his Instagram, maybe hers, there's a picture of them, like, in an antique store, like, near Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. Or, like, okay. on Martha's Vineyard or something. And it's just sort of, like, real Instagram core, like, look at all these... Like repurposed furnishings we're getting for our house, and how cute we are in our like slightly oversized clothes, and in, in March in this antique store, and right. it's very, it's very stylized. It's like the adult version of the Visco Girl, which has taken the internet by storm this week for reasons I don't understand. But that's what Jenny Slate would have been, I think. I'm A sure Visco like, Girl? Can you define yeah. Visco Girl? Um, well, Visco is an is a photo editing app. Okay, and it's like a normcore young woman, like in high school, who likes to be on trend but like not seem that that extra uh, extravagant. Okay, I think it's like the former Delia's girl is now a Visco girl. Okay, got it. And so, I, I, yeah,
1: I guess I can see it. I, someone tweeted at us earlier this morning because this to a certain jam session listener this is really breaking news and we agree and support you that this is another famous woman dating like art adjacent guy art world adjacent guy which makes sense i'm just concerned about the timeline here apparently they made their (laughs) debut as a couple in january and now it's september and like that's soon you know, that's just
0: soon to be getting engaged. I, I just, what's the rush? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe she, I don't know. Maybe she's pregnant. Doubtful. Well, I just started a rumor. I have no idea.
1: Okay. Um. I mean, I, you know, I suppose that is always a possibility. Let me ask you this: What do you think? Because they each posted about it on Instagram with multiple photos and and a story about getting engaged, and they used the other person's tag in the Instagram bio. How do you feel about that? I'm not into it. <laughs> okay. It's not what I would do, is I, I agree with you. I, and it also definitely seems coordinated, like they were just going public with it. I mean, I understand being excited that you got engaged and posting it. I have a friend who recently got engaged and I learned about it on Instagram and I like woke up and saw it and I was like delighted. It made my fucking day because it's just happy things, and it's great when good things happen to good people. So it's not the Instagram post that I mind. There's something about the coordinated effort of it that makes it seem slightly like press releasey, as mm-hmm. well as being like a personal announcement of joy. But you know, right. we are here talking about it in a podcast, so I guess I appreciate <laughs> the press
0: release. I just almost feel like this seems almost too normal. That I'm just like I don't I don't know Jenny Slate like you just seem this seems like a regular person move but like good for you.
1: That's good. I'm, yeah, just, it is good. I, after nine months, like if we just try things on for size. It's 2019. It's okay. It's okay to to spend some time to make sure that your patterns work together to make sure that kind of the marriage part of the marriage is going to make sense for you before you join your assets. I just, it's okay. It's okay to not rush into things. That's what I have to say. Well, you should have told them sooner. I guess it, so. It's done here. <laughs> it's too late now. I. But, you know, congratulations. It's. Yeah. it's I, I like Jenny Slate a lot, and he seems like a nice supportive fiance, so I wish them well.
0: Good luck. It's a jam session, and we wish you well. And off you go. <laughs> Next, Felicity Huffman has written a letter to the judge sentencing her in the Varsity Blues case that she is uh, a part of. It's three pages long. It's pretty contrite. Yes.
1: Yeah, so uh, my understanding is this is, like, part of the group of documents that they file for consideration before sentencing. Because I think the sentencing for Varsity Blues for for both Felicity Huffman and for Lori Laughlin and anyone else involved, is coming up in the next month. And I read that Felicity Huffman could face up to a month in jail. That's mm. what I understand. So I think she wrote this letter to the judge as a part of the case. And then she also got support letters from her husband, William H. Macy, who is somehow not indicted in this, and Eva Longoria. But I, her letter is obviously the notable one. And it's three pages and, you know, I was kind of, I don't think, that, I think that she's guilty and she should, you know, be responsible for whatever happened. But I was like, oh, this is a pretty good letter as these things go.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I uh, i don't feel like titillated by this. I think it's depressing. Yeah. In general, this whole saga. And like Lori Laughlin and her daughters just seem so um, out of touch and so like, that's, like, a little bit more fun to, like, mm-hmm. laugh at and follow. Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy seem sadder to me and, like, kind of more unaware of what they've done and how, and how um, like, embarrassing and bad, not to mention illegal it is. And so, I don't know. I just kind of feel bad for them.
1: Yeah. I, the Felicity Huffman letter in particular, there is one paragraph towards the end when she— Talks about her daughter's reaction, which is, like, when my daughter looked at me and asked with tears streaming down her face, why didn't you believe in me? Why didn't you think I could do it on my own? Which is very sad. Yeah. Yeah. And Sorry. I agree with you that, like, when this story broke, we were like, this is the best, like, most ridiculous rich people story ever. And, like, in a lot of ways, it still is. And, like, frankly, they're rich people who did something wrong and they should be held accountable for it. But it is also, this is the kind of sad, pathetic side of it.
0: I know. I know. The last page is really, I mean, she just, she wrote, I find motherhood bewildering. And now yeah. that's part of the public record. And I think, like, I'm not a mother, but I think that's a fairly common sentiment. Yes. And it's sad.
1: Yes. At the same time, she knew exactly what she was doing and it was wrong.
0: And, and I, yeah, she's, they have so many more opportunity and also, like, if she was not a famous white woman, like, this probably would be a much more dire sentence that she was potentially facing. Yeah.
1: I, I read this and I just was realizing the extent to which I can be swayed by pretty good writing because I think that this is this is making a case. And yeah. it's effective. And I think everything that she says in it is probably true and doesn't excuse what she did. But I, like, I was like, oh, okay, well, you're making me think about it in a different way. And this, this shit works, I guess. I'm curious to see whether it works on the judge. It probably won't.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll find out, I guess. Okay. Lastly, some personal time updates. Amanda, yeah. you go first. So I know that I said that
1: I—oh, I didn't. I, I talked about tennis last week, and I talked yes. about it in, like, a really hopeful way because I talked about Coco Gauff and Naomi Osaka, who I still love very dearly. And then that very night Roger Federer lost in the fourth round in a just excruciating match and I quit tennis. Like I was really honestly like I didn't speak for an hour and a half. It was really really demoralizing for me.
0: It was so really upsetting.
1: Yeah, so I quit tennis, but then I briefly uh, rejoined tennis because I am a huge fan of Bianca Andreescu who is the 19-year-old Canadian tennis player who won the U.S. Open, the U.S. Women's Open. She beat Serena Williams in the final. Uh, but I'm a huge fan of her, and I'm also a giant fan of her mother, Maria. Her mother. Her
0: mother kind of went viral.
1: Her mother did go viral because her mother was photographed in one of the earlier rounds wearing just a tremendous outfit. I don't think it was Gucci, but it was fashion, and she was really wearing it. And she also had her tiny dog, Coco, in the stands. And she was wearing like giant sunglasses, this great outfit, holding Coco. And it was just very calm. The U.S. Open is a pretty raucous environment. And particularly when they cut to the family boxes, there are a lot of people looking very tense and yelling a lot and trying to kind of boost their players. And Maria was just kind of like, she was just very, very chill. And it was delightful to watch. Then I started looking at her Instagram, which is amazing because she just really loves her daughter. And it's all pictures of Bianca playing tennis and or pictures of Maria and Bianca like on vacation in Vegas or in L.A. And there's a throwback photo of Maria in a BB shirt, which I was just like, oh, my God, she's the BB tennis mom. She's my new favorite person of all time. And then her daughter won $3.85 million at the U.S. Open.
0: That's so crazy. At 19 years old. There's just not a lot of bad Canadians out there. I can't name one off the top of my head. It's pretty true. And Canadians are just, like, really charming. She, like, is such a clearly loving mother. It's very sweet. A lot of Canadian pride, too. Yeah. Bianca's great also. Bianca is very fun to watch. I mean,
1: obviously a tremendous tennis player. It's very cool when young people are just... On it, And she was, like, not scared and just played Serena Williams, who literally won the U.S. Open for the first time 20 years ago in 1999. So that was before Bianca was born. Then she was playing Serena, who has been the greatest tennis player in the world her whole life, and was just like, I'm here and I'm going to win. And then her mom, just great added content. I recommend the follows. I recommend following their careers. Great stuff. Looking forward to more for them. And now I'm retired for tennis until— Roger Federer
0: wins again. What will you pick up instead?
1: I really don't know. I felt a real sense of loss as well once Federer lost. Because, you know, he's 38 now. I don't know how much longer he's going to be playing. And then there's a real just hole in my life. I don't know how I'll fill it. I I decided that maybe I'm going to
0: read some of the great novels this fall. That's that's where I am. My favorite two classics are Dracula <laughs> In Jane Eyre. So if you're going to do that, start there. Okay.
1: I was thinking that I would do some of the Edith Whartons that I haven't read. Oh. I don't love Edith
0: Wharton personally, okay. but well, I support you.
1: All right. I've done Jane Eyre. I don't know whether Dracula is how I want to spend my fall. But it's really good, Amanda. I, swear. I know,
0: but I just like... Uh... Okay. okay. i think about what, it. I'll what about, about it. Vanity Fair? Okay. By, I'll put that in the Zachary. list. Sure. And then there's a Reese Witherspoon movie yes. waiting for you at the end. Yeah.
1: That's fantastic. Okay.
0: Also, I like George Eliot.
1: I do, too. I haven't read—that's Middlemarch, right? Yeah. I haven't read Middlemarch in a very long
0: time. Daniel Deronda. Okay. So, you know, maybe I'll do all of this. Oh! What about Anthony Trollope? I feel like you could really be a Trollope girl. Okay. I mean, why can't I read Edith Horton as I picked out? You can. You can do whatever you want. It's a free okay, world. Thank you. In fact, I was reading Gia Tolentino's essay on it. I think that was Wharton part of today. the reason that made
1: me think of it, though. There was something else. Maybe a lot of people were talking about the Age of Innocence last week. Anyway, I think that's what I'm going to do, but I'll also consider Trollope, and and maybe I'll reread
0: Middlemarch, and then I'll do a book report. How about that? That sounds fantastic. Okay, thank, great. Thanks in advance. You're so welcome. I've decided I'm going to read Sweet Better. I never read it. I'm going to read it next.
1: Okay. I'm curious to hear what you think of it. I'll report back. Yeah. Um,
0: in, in my personal time, as you know, I'm watching Taylor Swift videos on YouTube, and uh, yeah, I I don't even know how I'm filling my time except with Tyler and La Colom Coffee. But I also started watching a British show on Netflix called Doctor Foster, which Jodie Comer is in as like a teenager, teenageish, probably a little bit older, who's having a affair with the eponym or affair with the husband of the eponymous Doctor Foster. Oh dear. And, it's the show is like five years old. It's I'm watching season one. There's two seasons. I heard it goes off the deep end on season two. The second series, I should say. But it's like five years old. And there's it's not that old. But in the pilot episode, the Dr. Foster Googles cheating husband. And I just <laughs> want to I just it was so funny. I was just like absolutely hilarious. <laughs> so there's that. Um, what would you Google, though? If my husband was cheating on me? Or if you suspected it. Um, I don't definitely not cheating husband. I don't okay. I don't know. Like I'm not sure I would go to Google. I think I would I would like probably be Googling the people I suspect he might be sleeping with. Okay. Oh see, so but you're an advanced Googler.
1: I often find I'm honestly a really basic Googler. I'm honestly the person that when they teach you about SEO and, you know, both misspelling things, but also writing questions because people type like, what time is the Super Bowl? I honestly will type in the question of like, what to do if your husband is cheating on you or like what I, I, that's how I would Google it, which I know is really stupid, but it's how, anyway, so I'm defending Dr. Foster from five years ago for no reason. That's where I am.
0: Okay, well I think I'm report back on this show. My mom and my friend Catherine both both okay. though, told me to watch it. So I'll let you know. Great stuff. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Thanks everyone.